Welcome to Cooper Talk. I'm your host, Steve Cooper. And remember, I'm only as hip as my guests. And I have to tell you, people, it's Memorial Day weekend. Now, growing up back east, that's a very big weekend because it's the start of the summer. And it's so funny because back in the day when I would go to the Jersey Shore, not the crappy Jersey Shore like the TV show, but the real Jersey Shore, it was probably like 1985, 1986. And it was such a different time. We could drive down the parkway drinking beers we'd always try to get laid on the parkway we'd see some girls in traffic and we hit them but it always happened that our friends we always knew that one friend who swore he knew a separate route that had no traffic so we listened to him we'd be all gung-ho and we'd get in a car and my buddy had like his dad's cutlass supreme and we're driving and what happened was you'd be making great time great time for like 10 minutes and all of a sudden boom you'd be on the expressway and it would suck and you'd be stuck there all day so if you're driving down the jersey shore be careful this weekend, people, and don't drink and drive. And enough about me. I have a very good guest today. I'm, I'm actually, I'm very, I'm very flattered he's my guest today because back in the, back in the very origins of Cooper Talk, and, and I know some of the listeners have been around, it was about two and a half years ago, I had some local people. I didn't really have any good, you know, celebrities somewhat, and he was a celebrity, and I met him at a comedy club, and back then I had like 7,000 listeners, and I had to play half music, and I said, can you be on my show? And he came on my show. And not he didn't come. That sounds sort of perverted. But he came to my show. And I, was very, I was very flattered. And my guest is Cato Kalen. How you doing, Cato? Just got a text. I gotta go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. But that was a great intro. Bye, everybody. I got how Cato in the house. Okay, I, great. I gotta tell you, last time you're on, and I need your opinion on this. We uh-huh. talked about this. Now I know you're from Milwaukee, and you're a huge Packer fan. And I think at that time that you guys have beat the Eagles in the playoffs. I think it was a few probably, years ago. Yeah. probably. Yeah, he knows because the Eagles suck in the playoffs. But now, as a Packer fan, twenty-one sixteen. That's the score. What's it like for you? Because Driver retired, and Jennings is to another team, and you have the best quarterback in football. What is? It? Are you are you are you a little worried about the season? No, no. I think it's going to be a fantastic season. I think it's going to be better. I think they uh, got an A plus in the draft. But you know, Driver, he uh, not name dropping. He's a very very dear friend of mine. I'm going to see Donald in a month. We're going to go golfing together. And uh, he said it was time. He knew he was going to retire. We have Randall Cobb, which is, he's just going to take over. This guy is amazing. He was on my fantasy team. He did some good stuff. He's amazing. So, and Jennings, let's face it, Jennings, it's hurt too much. You know, he, he actually, I don't know if anybody knows what happened to Jennings. He got hurt, separated his shoulder doing push-ups on the Old Spice commercial. No, really? Yeah. Oh, uh, see, that's... Remember the thing where he's got the skidoo? He's got the uh, girl on the... Yeah. He looks like she's doing uh, 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 on the uh, water... The sea or whatever, yeah. Whatever. Sea-doo, whatever. Uh, jet ski. That's how he hurt himself. See, that's yeah. just... That's like that's just ass night. That's it's what like, I heard, yeah. Allegedly, but that's what I heard. It's true. Well, that's like one baseball player, actually, was taking groceries in, and he tripped and fell, like broke his ankle, and was out. His name's Barman. Yeah. He was from Colorado. It's just... It's embarrassing injuries. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. But... Uh, so, Jennings, is out, it doesn't matter. We got Jordy Nelson. It's going to be a great year for the Packers, and I think uh, their draft with uh, defense, because, let's face it, San Francisco... Uh, uh, Krappenmeyer. What's his name? Jason, uh, you know, the quarterback. Yeah, Kappen. Kappen. Whatever. I can't I, think I, of that. I, Colin Kappenhauer. Yeah, and he's from Wisconsin also, but it doesn't matter. He destroyed us. Actually, San Francisco destroyed us, which I can't stand. Well, but Sam- we'll see, because my team now, though, summertime is the Brewers. And let's face it, they are the god-awful team. They've got to just revamp. Fire Melvin. He's the general manager. He's god-awful. Just, it's a terrible team. Playing the Dodgers now, of course, we're taping here in L.A. And uh, Granky's pitching, and of course he used to be a brewer. Right. So, anyways, that's just sports talk. Well, you're a big baseball fan because you played yeah, baseball. Played you, baseball. Didn't you come out to California to play baseball yeah. in college? Now, tell what, what happened. I, with that? Well, I played baseball in Wisconsin. We won the state uh, tournament, so I started pitching at Wisconsin Eau Claire, second biggest school there. Made the varsity freshman year. I said I got bigger things on my plate. I was wrong. I went to Cal State Fullerton, where all the pros went. 
or became pros out of Cal State Fullerton, and I didn't make it. I mean, I didn't even try. I went to the practice. I went. These guys are great. They were gigantic. I didn't. I honestly didn't get puberty till about thirty. Okay, because you look very young. You people. Cato looks in great shape. I mean, now I know you're a big jogger too. Don't you say like you jog? Like I used to jog. I did six marathons. I'm done. My body is thrashed. I swim every day for the last five years. About a mile and a half, two miles a day. How does that? I mean, how does it just make you? I just did today. I am beat. Right. So how how I mean how do you get how do you get yourself to get up every day and do that? It's like my girlfriend goes to the gym every day. I don't go to. I joined a gym. This is no lie. And my excuse to her why I haven't gone is I haven't bought sneakers. <laughs> I swear oh to God, I, I pay ten dollars a month with Burbank Athletic. Never even walked in. Oh my! You got to go. It's great. I know. But you have a girlfriend, so you know you already. Although the theory is that if you have a girlfriend, you should start looking good because you it's a. You want the other girl to start noticing, so she notices that you're working well, out. Well, she, she but lives in good shape. If you don't work out, you obviously have good genes. Well, I do. I do. My, my my father passed away a while ago. He was 88, though. And it's so funny. The reason he passed away was he had beaten a quadruple bypass, a stroke. He fell and hit his head. And my mom's 83, and she looks great. Sounds like a football injury. Again. Exactly. She just fell and hit his head. My mom is 88, and she just passed away. So oh, there we have 88's the number. Yeah, 88's weird. You know, it's so funny, and I think that because we're, we're both, you know, a little older, and it's one of those times where you notice, and especially on Facebook, because I'm, you know, you're on Facebook. I'm on yeah. Facebook. That a lot of people you know, they're starting to lose parents, and it's just because. And the thing we're blessed about is that our parents lived that long. Right. I mean, it's not like we're pilgrims and our parents died at 27. Yeah, yeah. Facebook is the new uh, kind of the obituary. I have a friend that just posts every. This guy out of Wisconsin, you got that one friend, he posts everything that has to do with death. Oh, really? He's the guy who's in charge of the high school and all that. Like, hey, did you hear this? And it's like, oh, my God. I'm going to delete this dude. Now, what what is it, what annoys you on Facebook? Anything certain, like people do, is it, for some people hate the babies, some people hate the pets, some people post the food. What do you, what don't you like? I, what I don't like is, uh, and I'm not on it enough. I post my show. That's it. But I, I it's the people that are posting all the other things like join this, join that, join get me. I don't even know what they are, like Slingo and Farmville or, or right. whatever the new ones are. I, it's I'm inundated with that stuff, and it you know it shows up on my iPhone as mail, and I look, I go, oh. so I just do nothing but delete, 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 delete. So you talked about golf. Now I know uh, I got a text. I was back. My girlfriend lives back east, and I was back. Uh, Wait, your girlfriend lives in New Jersey, and you're here. Yeah, and you join a gym here. She's working out every day there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I joined a gym because okay. I, I, no, but I don't. How do, when do you see her? I, I see her at least once a month. She's coming out for ten days, and I go back for two and a half weeks. I book shows back there. I pre-record my show here, like I'm recording eight episodes at the beginning of June, and I'll be there from June 10th to July 1st. So you can hear the shows. Exactly. Why no, are you ego maniac? I don't listen to the shows. I, you know, it's so funny. I, I still have our show though. On uh, our first show, somewhere I have like all these flash drives, and I, I, I'll be honest, that was a big compliment to me that you came on because you didn't know me from squat. I could have said, <laughs> "Hey, come to the show," and you could have walked in, and we could have been in a cave somewhere in like in. Uh, Pacoima, Burbank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now you're 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 are you a big you're a big golfer? Not a big golfer. I get invited to a lot of tournaments and they have an absolute ball. I probably do four a year. Okay. And uh, not a big. Go- I don't embarrass myself. They do these things. You do the tournaments. You've got really beautiful women there. You've got food on every hole, drinks on every hole, and it's a it's called a scramble. If any if people know what scramble is, it's you take the shot of the foursome who's the best, and you take it from that shot. Then you take the best shot from that shot. And it's, you know, it's because it, it, it's time. Sometimes you're matched up at a hole with eight players, an A and a B team, and you can be on the course for eight hours. Okay. And people are thrashed, and it's just super hysterical. Not everybody, but there's a lot of partying going on. You took a private jet up there. 
I, well, the last I one saw I that had, picture. I saw that picture. Who were, you, who were you with? Who'd you go with? I uh, went with uh, John O'Hurley and uh, Alan Thick, myself. Okay. Uh, uh, Golf Magazine was with us. Um, See, Kato Kato rolls with the big people. That's I mean, John O'Hurley's great. I, I'm watching uh, the old he's, Seinfeld. He's, just, that's, he's from Seinfeld, right? Seinfeld and yep. uh, Family Feud host. Yeah, he's just. I, it's so funny because I watch him, and he was he was so amazing that role as Peterman. It was just it was one of those things you go, what? That's like one of those roles that they cut out, and they go, you know what, man? This is just a great TV role. Oh yeah, and it's just he's his voice. It's the whole John O'Hurley thing. He's got it's just fantastic. great, great, great uh, a person too. Think, I'm trying to think of who we had. We had eight people. I can't even. Because I saw the picture. He put it on. He put it on Facebook next to. He said, "I hope this, is, this doesn't oh, crash and we die." <laughs> Dennis. Dennis. Uh, Dennis Haysbert. Dennis okay. Haysbert. Great. Uh, Allstate. Now, speaking of voices, he's got the great voice. Yeah. You see, you hang out with some guys with great voices. Yeah. <laughs> but you have a great voice. Uh, now, I, now you ran into my friend Mike Sharo, I believe. Yeah, Mike was at the. I've done it. That was something in San Francisco because he texted that, me. That was the one with the yeah, the one on the private jet. I was yeah. in the shower. I missed the call, and then I, I get out and he goes, "Hey, I was talking to your buddy Kalo, Kato about you." <laughs> and the funny thing about Michael is, Michael was uh, he, he did call me Kalo. Did he call you? No, because no, that's funny. When, when, on on uh, tweeting, you come up auto spell as a uh, Cairo. Uh, <laughs> like right now, he's he's Asian now. He's Cairo. Cairo, that's a syrup too, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No. Now, how do you shoot? What 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 do you shoot when you go golfing? Is because you're a good athlete. You play I, baseball. I, I probably shoot uh, uh, bogey every hole, par the hole, get a birdie every now and then. I'm I'm like a, a, I guess it'd be a 16 handicap. Now, did you enjoy? Do you enjoy going to events like that? I mean, it's, I love it. it's for a good cause. I love it. I love it. Uh, I do. Uh, I'll be at the uh, Oakland Raider. I did Fred Blitnikoff's, but after Blitnikoff's, there's another Oakland Raider event coming up in July, and I'm the host of it. So I get to MC it, and it's it's phenomenal. It's so much fun, and it really does impact people that come up. Some a lot, a lot of people from the charities are there, and they're just so appreciative. It makes you feel terrific. Now, are you a, a charitable guy outside of that? I mean, do you enjoy? Have you always given to charities, or are you something? That I just... actually will be seeing charity tonight at Spirit Rhino. She's dancing on stage four. <laughs> I love charity. That's not a real name. <laughs> I, I guess so. I mean, uh, you know, let's face it. Charity begins at home. I believe right. in that first. Taking care of everything at home. And then if you have extra, sure, give charity. I was raised very, raised very strict Catholic. And my father would give so much money to the church. And then uh, that was the way I was raised. Not that I'm against giving money to the church, but I'm for the whole thing of my father being giving. Okay. Now, my giving is in different ways of giving uh, where I, I, my time is valuable and your time is valuable. So I always... Uh, you know, when you can, when you can do something to help other people, I do it all the time. And I've got many many friends in this business that are the kindest people. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll drop a name here: as Charlie Sheen, who sometimes the press doesn't get. Uh, he does so many charitable things in the press counter. You know, picks them a lot, and there's so much that they don't even know that he is giving. Of course, and giving and giving and giving, and he says. Do not mention this to anybody. Because no one wants to hear the good. Everyone wants to hear yeah. the bad. And that's the problem. Because that's one thing. You're a very positive guy. And that's the thing. People want to hear the crap. It's like, uh, Charlie Sheen, I've seen him. I saw him on Pierce Morgan interview. What a great guy. And he, he's one of those guys who doesn't back out. He, he goes, hey, I was out of my mind. But he says it. And you have to respect that. Because yeah. when you're at that level, and it's something that, I mean, he's giant. Everyone knows who Charlie Sheen is. Mm-hmm. And some people may just know him as like this crazy guy. But, but he's, I mean, I, I'm watching the old Two and a Half Men. He's a, a great actor. I mean, he's been a great actor. Yeah, not only that, the ratings for Two and a Half Men, the reruns are better than the, the actual show, which is a, it just, just speaks for itself. And Anger Management's doing great on FX. It's the number one show on that station. You're going to be on that, that? I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. I, I don't ask. I never ask to be on anything. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Now, how, do, how do you know Charlie? I mean, we're not going to talk baseball. about baseball. So now you, baseball, play baseball but, together. But he's a big Cincinnati Reds fan. 
Huge. Been to the uh, games many times with him. Now, is it true? He, does he own Bill Buckner's ball? I've heard that's a uh, rumor. Yeah, no, he uh, his memorabilia. I know he got rid of a lot of it, but he has an incredible knowledge of the game of baseball. And his friends that he hangs, he knows many, many ball players. So his knowledge of baseball, which he loves, he is a Reds fan, and uh, I'm a uh, huge Milwaukee Brewer fan. We actually flew to Milwaukee. We missed the game, but we uh, were lucky enough for him to have a jet. So we went, and he did some charitable thing for someone. He just got the plane, paid everything, took care of an unfortunate girl, an accident that happened to her, and he gave her something that... Uh, and the people that are around it will never forget it the rest of their life. Isn't that amazing? And that spirit of that will just go out there in the universe of right. him doing something wonderful. So now you do some acting. You're doing comedy again. When you were a kid, you said you grew up in a very strict Catholic household. Were you encouraged to do the arts, or were you just very driven by athletics? Because I know you said your father owned a bar and used to go on a bus from Milwaukee to the Packers. But in your household, did you know you wanted to get into this whole entertainment field when yeah. you were a kid we had six in our family so uh, i was the second youngest you had because i had older brothers i knew that's when i got good at sports by being able to play in a different level with them i was always the extra guy that needed someone they picked the guy like oh, get your brother he'll play with okay us. so you get good you get good and you uh you mature faster now but then i realized that when i was in grade school i could make people laugh and that was like oh man you can't do sports so I went to Cal State Fullerton, I didn't make the baseball team, and then I started hosting things. I, I see myself more of a humorist, but not a comic, because I, I meet so many comedians, and I love being able to host to shoot it off to someone else to do it and take over again and keep the audience up, up, up energy, which is a tough job, which is why I'm hosting a show now, and that is what I'm supposed to do. I love listening to people and uh, encourage talk, have fun, and I'm, like yourself, I'm getting incredible guests right now, and I'm doing the booking. Right. Until it gets to a bigger budget. And it's with the company called Digidev, which Charlie Sheen is a huge part of. Okay, so now I know you, when I did Victorious, you came down and did a guest set, and you were doing comedy then. And you, is that still there? No, uh, but it's so funny is their other one, which is his cousin, is in North Hollywood, but they're doing the meatballs of comedy night, so I can't get booked because I'm not Italian. It's, it's, it's so funny. It's like, it's like such a racist, I'm mean, not racist, but it's like, hey, it's uh, the meatballs. Well, can, I, can I do it? No, you're not Italian. But yeah, but I, yeah, but you could come off as Italian. I, I, it's like crazy. Now, what, what's your nationality? I'm Swiss. I'm, okay. Uh, Swiss and Polish. Okay. So you're, you're Swiss, Swedish or Switzerland? Switzerland. Okay. Switzerland. My father's from Switzerland. I'm very neutral. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so you, I know you're, you, did, you were doing the comedy for a little bit, but are you still getting on stage or not really? Or, cause, I, mean, I do a show. I write a show. I do comedy every single day. It's all I do is write, write, write. As far as performing, I perform on the monologue. I do the uh, host a, a lot of events. I, I figured this out that uh, I love the comedy, but I was doing comedy every night somewhere for free. And I was only doing it to become a better host. Okay. I got to a point of, okay, uh, it really interfered with my relationship, which ended, and it was because I was out every night trying to get better. So, you know, it's one of those things that if it comes up for some paid gig, yes, I do it. If not... No, isn't that crazy? I think of that too. Like, like I mean, when I go back east, I'll, I'll book gigs because you know I'm, they're paid gigs, and you're doing twenty five, thirty, thirty five minute sets. And out here, I mean, people be like, "Hey, man, why don't you come to Santa Monica and do seven minutes?" I'm like, "Okay, wait." Or like, I'll see people on Facebook. They'll put, "Yeah, man, I'm going down to San Diego." I'm like, "Yeah, you're driving to do eight minutes. You're paying for all that gas, so you're losing thirty dollars." I understand about loving, loving the craft, but there's a point where you got to say, you know what, playing the whatever the crap hole in 
Tahanga is not going to make your act better because you're getting on stage and you're shouting. Now, as a host, because you like to host, I can see that. The same thing is when you're a host, bottom line is we do this in front of nobody. So anything is we're working our craft. As a host, you work your craft. Right. But as a comic, you, I, I feel bad sometimes that people don't, all right, my fourth stage tonight. Yeah, but I just played a gig back east, made eight times the money. Oh, you didn't make anything, so whatever times the money, and did more time to a house that paid 20 bucks to where you're sitting there playing in front of 15 people the whole night. Right, and I think it also is that you've got to get on, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to get on a lot of shows, like I'll be on so many, i got Beverly Hills Pawns coming in June. It's going to be a huge hit for Asylum Entertainment. It will be huge. They, they promo it fun. Joan Rivers show, which was an absolute ball. All these are coming up. You know, I, I shoot them and I keep relationships with everybody because when you do the shows, sometimes I'm, I, I compare myself to sushi with people. They don't know what's going to happen. Like, Kato Kato, and then they go, oh, my God, I kind of like them. So, which I'm not bragging. I'm just saying this is the person who I am. Well, you you connect. I'm sorry, you're very connected though, and you're a likable guy. You're not a dick. I mean, that's the thing. That's why people are like, oh, you know. So yes, and I also love paying it forward. I will help whenever I can. I came out here. I had no help at all on my own. Terrible things kept happening, 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 and I just said, you know what? If I make it, I'm going to help people out. I never got help. I'm going to help people out, and I think I have done that. Kept my word. But um, oh, so the relationships are. I, I start making these things, and in comparison to comedy, I can be seen on one show and be funny on that. Oh my! And the dividends they pay about a hundred thousand times better. And uh, I'm fortunate that I became friends with CNN through the court stuff. But the CNN now people call me all the time to. I'll be on Showbiz Tonight this coming week. And that's it's aired three times in the world. It's everywhere. Millions of people see that. And the good thing about that is they, they, they'll tell me up front, we're not going to, you know, we'll pick on you. We'll make it sort of this segment for Cato. And, you know, it, I'm fortunate that that kind of stuff happens. Well, it's good because, I mean, you know, we had talked to someone when you first came on. You were a big pop culture phenom when the whole thing was going to blow, Jay. But now you've grown up and, and the, you're getting introduced to a young crowd who doesn't even remember that stuff and now you're this guy this good looking Cato guy who's whimsical and is funny but intelligent so you're getting a whole you're getting like a second chance it's amazing you said that because I work with people that are uh, a lot of college grads a lot of these incredibly smart computer people which I am not I'm not the literate guy on the computer but they don't know that stuff. They know me from the show and having a ball. And that's just a separate thing. And they go, they're amazed. Like, oh, my God, how cool is that? But it, it is amazing, like you said, because it was like a pop icon at that time. And it's great, though. It's great for you because a lot of people would just live in that pigeon. But you're like, you're like you don't want to talk about that. And then I understand that because that was years ago. It's like, that's like yeah. me talking about when I had hair. I don't want to yeah. talk about that. Yeah. That was years ago. I'm bald now. So now, but what it's is your but what, what is your intake now about the whole OJ thing? Just if you can, I, I we think, said we could talk about. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, think, wanna... I think the whole thing with OJ is um, first of all, it's uh, how he looks now. It's just amazing. You kind of measure time. It's like I look at that and I go, "Oh my god, that time has gone by." And obviously, he is arthritic, and he uh, let's face it, he does not look good. He no. says he's put on a lot of weight and. Uh, I had said that when he said he was going to take the stand. He meant hamburger stand. No, I'm kidding. I remember when the glove just didn't fit. No, I'm kidding. Joe Behar. Joe Behar. That's hers. I'll give her credit. But the other one's mine. Anyways, uh, but it's funny. Not funny, but it's just uh, you measure time of, my God, it's 18 years. And I honestly, I really don't feel that much different as a person from 18 years ago. Uh, I think it's just, I'm very active. And I think I told you this maybe in the first show. 
for about 20 years now, I juice. I've been doing spinach, kale, and all that, and it makes a huge difference. For about 20 years, I've been doing this, and he can't do that stuff in, in prison. And right. He he just looks defeated and beaten. I, I don't even know what's going on with it because I don't watch it, but I get the calls, the calls, because I'm related to that. Like, how do you feel about this? Sort of like what, what you're asking. It's my feeling is, you know, he's got the right to uh, ask for a retrial. I'm not for that. He seems, I, I said this on a show, and they, they printed in Twitter, uh, Showbiz Tonight, of Cato changes his mind about OJ's being, there's something weird, and I was like, what? It's because of what I said. I said, he seems sincere that he believes what he's saying is truth about his robbery thing that right. the lawyer, his co-counsel said that the lawyer they had didn't tell him certain things. Do I know if it's true? I don't know. My opinion is he seems about that situation telling the truth. But it's so far removed, you're right. It was 18 years ago. And I think I think when that happened, I was living in Vegas and I was married to a crazy ex-wife. And um, <laughs> But no, it's just weird. It's changing. It things how things change. But now you said about the juicing. Okay, now yeah. now I just got a Nutribullet a while ago. Now, what kind of juicer do you use? No, no, you, the Nutribullet's too small. You got to get a... What, what, what do you mean too small? The thing's like... What, what do you have like Wait, a... Wait, is it the, the one that you put and you press it down with your hand? The bigger one, yeah, but there's the small one and there, that's, there's like the well, you need mini a, juice and there's you, the you need, a, you need a juicer that has this that have a spout? No, because it, it mixes everything up. I don't, I mean, do you, you actually, the pulp. I did the whole thing where you actually, you can keep the pulp. I put it in a bag. It's, it's, do you ever, have you ever used that pulp? I don't think anyone's ever used that pulp. I, I, a few times I have. <laughs> and when I had a girlfriend, she tried making muffins with it. It, it was, it was, you were in the toilet for like a day laying carpet. It was so much fiber. The, uh, I just do the pure juice today. I did the pure juice and it honestly lasts all day. I mean, th- I'm, Going on from about 7.30 this morning. What did you have? With no food. I had a kale mixed with Swiss chard, one grapefruit in it, an orange, a carrot, ginger root, wow. and um, uh, about 12 strawberries. But it's not, it's, I save it oh, the next day. It's not, I, I put it in a container. Okay. So I drink that down and, and when it just takes over. I have kale in my house right now. And Swiss chard is great. People know, I like, I like kaleidoscope chart from uh, Trader Joe's. It's a nice little bag. It's all three, uh, three different colors. Yeah. But uh, this, the thing about kale is, which is funny, because you've been juicing forever, so you've probably been yeah. using kale forever. Yeah. But like for me growing up, kale was the stuff they put on the buffet because no one wanted to eat it. It was like they would place food. And now I they say it. it's amazing the way they juice it. It's, it. it's supposed to be the nutrients are amazing. Yeah. It's, uh, it's sort of like uh, uh, spinach on, on uh, steroids. Okay. It's got everything. Everything. Now, so you you live in a health you live in a healthy uh, lifestyle, and you're working out, and you're swimming, and you got this show going on. How did how did this show? Tell the people about the TV show. You how did that I, come up? Because uh, it's been over about a year, or no? I well, I'll tell you how it came up. I did a show on a company called Filmon, which a great company. Filmon. We shot live in Beverly Hills. Filmon's owned by a gentleman named Elkie David, who I I love him. This guy is he's an eccentric billionaire. And if you are listening to the show, Google him. You'll see. You'll know who he is immediately. Of how many crazy stunts he's done. He had a guy streak for in front of Obama when he got elected president. He paid the guy a million. Really? He did some crazy, crazy stunts. Anyways, uh, he at years ago asked me to uh, be in this boxing match, and I said no, but I'd love to host. So I did the uh, interviews of all the boxers from Joey Buttafuoco. I remember that to uh, Tia Tequila. Um, I can't think of everybody. It was Michael Lohan. Now, would you have boxed? Or did you think it was too much of a joke? Or did you, I mean, well, or you would have probably won. A lot won. of money. It was money involved. Uh, uh, Jeremy Jackson fought Coolio. And I'll never forget that. Jeremy Jackson, <laughs> who I met years ago, but he got into working out. And he and Coolio went at it and at it. And he, he hurt him. 
And uh, <laughs> that's just so funny. Jeremy Jackson fights Coolio. Yeah, yeah. It. And it was packed. It was a pay per view event, and that was great seeing that. So he liked the way I did it, and he offered me a show. So I did a show called Tailgating with Cato. 140 episodes. I wrote them. I booked it. 140. That, so he set up front. 140, and I did these on Directv, Dish. We were seen everywhere in the everywhere in the world. You could pick it up. The show also internet, but on TV. So I did that show, and another company saw uh, because my show ended. Uh, he stopped doing that. He did another show called Battle Cam, which is on right now. What was the premise of tailgating? What was it? What tailgating was Cato. Was, I did a monologue. I had guests live, and I would do uh, go out into the streets of Beverly Hills and do some trivia. It was a one-hour show and uh, a music act. It was did, it was like the Kimmel, the Letterman, but obviously not. Did you really enjoy that? Because being a host, was that like your ideal thing? Because like, you got to do the monologue. And now, did you write the monologue? Or did your people help you write Every, it? Or? Everything I wrote. Okay. I did it all. Uh, uh, at certain points, points Murray Langston would help me out. Murray, uh, the unknown comic. Yeah. So I have, uh, did a play together called the Weenie Monologues. Weenie Manologues. It was the Vagina Monologues for Men. Is he still married to Linda Blair? No, no, no. They're friends. Okay. He's never married they're, to her. I thought they were married. That, no, no, no. <laughs> they did some films together. No, no. But his story is... Uh, anyways, we'll get into him. I'll have him a guest, but he's going to be on my... His... Of who he knows from Sinatra to Steve Martin, who he's worked with. I, I love that kind of stuff. But anyways... I, I would write these things, and this other company saw Digidev, who I work for now, and uh, I no longer did that. They said, bring a show that you can write for us, and I wrote a different one now, which is called Cato's Corner. The Cato Kalen Show is what it really is, and I do my monologues called Cato's Corner, where I do that, and then I bring on guest uh, music acts, and now I'm shooting uh, a Little Man in the Street bits. So we run it sort of like that show, but still completely different. It's not live. Uh, we have... Uh, Rick Sparra is our editor who was, I, I drop his name because his father was the first guy ever to start the Entertainment Tonight's. He owns every red carpet event of the Oscars since really? it started. So we have very, very, uh, you know, unique, uh, we can put great, great things that we own in the background of Sinatra, like I mentioned, or Joey Bishop, the Rat Pack. He owns all that stuff. So my show is, uh, you know, for instance, tomorrow will be uh, Lorenzo Lamas, and okay. a, uh, a singer by the name of Aria Johnson is on the Billboard 100. Uh, she's got a TV show also. And uh, I kind of pepper it, and I do it once a week. I do a uh, the supermodel of the week, and I have contacts with Maxim Magazine, the, the bookers there, and we always bring one girl on for five minutes just for... <laughs> what do they do? They just, just hang out? Just for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, now, now, did you know... It's fun. Have you known Lorenzo Lamas for a long time? Because you guys seem like you'd hang out. Because like, uh, you guys are like he, that cool he, guys. I, I think he's a Burbank guy, too. Okay. I, I didn't know uh, Lorenzo from Burbank, but I, I, I do go to the mansion sometimes. And Lorenzo and I did a show years ago together called Celebrity Boot Camp. Okay. And uh, we became friends through that. When I say friends, in this town, it's very hard to go out with friends when you have other things going on in your life right. but we exchange numbers text every so often and uh i knew at one point if i ever wanted him a show he would be the guy to go oh all the way kato sure bro like that so it's it's that kind of relationship it's not where you know lorenzo's got quite a few kids and he's got his own family life going on me i'm, I'm single and i like to i'm out all the time well lorenzo is funny he was great in that show joe Schmo. and uh ralph garman's I, I got, a philly guy who's been on my show and oh, it's it's uh it's it, ralph joe no, Ralph's the host. He okay. plays the. He plays the. Uh, so funny because I saw it like ten years ago when he was on the show and the, my show before it was coming out. I said we're doing it again, and I'm thinking they're gonna have to remember him. But he plays this bounty hunter, 
and Lorenzo shows up who wants to actually it's a contest the winner becomes a bounty hunter but Lorenzo comes on saying I play one on TV I want to be a real bounty hunter and he's just so arrogant in it and he's like he's trying to sell like this man thong called the weenie and it's just you have to watch it because he's so it's 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 I love people like that that can take themselves not too serious yeah, like it's tongue in cheek well, he does a thing on Funny or Die called Let Lorenzo. Okay. Which kind of, you know, the whole bit. Uh, it's Lorenzo doing the, uh, it's a guy who says, I'm not going to do the dishes, honey. And he goes, well, you should do the dishes. I cooked. No, no, no. And then he pops in out of nowhere going, let Lorenzo. Okay. And he starts doing her, rubbing her with the hands and the thing. And then he goes, okay, I'll do the dishes, honey. It's little bits like that. Now, you said you love the Sinatra stuff and all the old stuff. What did you love about that? Was it just the, the time, the era? I mean, and who I, were some of your favorites? Were you a Joey Bishop fan? or I, I think more, not so much the Sinatra era. I love more the Carson thing of people coming on his show where you have uh, the Dean Martin roast. I love that whole vibe. And that's who I like probably the best was Dean Martin. Um, I probably like comedy with Joey Bishop. But, uh, you know, uh, Jonathan Winters used to make pop-ups. Charlie Callis. I don't know if any people know these, who no, they no, are. No, no, no. It's all these great, great, great old comedy stuff that I, uh, I just said, this is what I want to do. And I was uh, very, very young, hiding behind the couch. My father saying, everybody go to bed. And I would just be trying to watch as much as I could. And it's so funny now because... 66%, this is the true fact, 66% of people don't use TV anymore. They use everything on, a, on their devices, on the internet. They're getting rid of cable. They're getting rid of uh, satellite dishes. I was at a party, and I'm not making this up, I'd say two weeks ago, and there was a, it was 20-year-old crowd and 20 to 30, and there's lots of, lots of girls there. And everyone I talked to, if you say, yeah, I got a show and all that, none of them owned a TV. Really? I was blown away. And, and the show I do now, you can catch on on your phone. But you can, if you have a smart TV, you just go to the Google TV. You go to Apple. You go to uh, Roku. Who I'm on everywhere. So any smart device now, it's it's such a completely different era. It is because that's funny for me too. Because I have downstairs, I have a. 50-inch TV, but now I have a desktop computer, but it's got like a 25-inch monitor. But I finally said, I got to get uh, wireless because I love I'm watching Arrested Development right now. Great show. And I'm like, now true, that's bigger than most people's TV, but I hate sitting there in front of my desk watching it. I'm like, I want to sit on the couch or lay on the couch so I feed it in now because I think it's a generation we grew up in. I don't want to see Okay, I have this tablet. I don't want to sit there and go, hey, I'm going to watch Kato's show. Oh, it's this big. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's so hard. It's only if you're like an airport or on an airplane. Right. You know, speaking of Arrested Development, named up again Mitch Horowitz and uh, Jim Vallelay, who are, Mitch created it, and Jim's one of the head writers and also as a producer on the show, approached me so many times to be on that show, and it always fell through. I was like, oh, I want to do this show. I want to do this show. See, that's good. Now, were you on, uh, have you ever been on Family Guy? Uh, just my the name Cato. Okay, they, they, but, they yeah. use, you get your voice or yeah, anything? Yeah, no, no. It's just that, I mean, a few few segments they talk about Cato Kalen. Simpsons, all those shows. Now, Simpsons how's that, makes sense. <laughs> but how does that make you feel? I mean, because it, it, it's, it's acknowledgement and it's like, it's it's got to make you feel good because they are, it's not like you're on some stupid hillbilly like, hey, uh, you know, redneck rub. Hey, this is yeah. uh, Cato. But I mean, it's because, I mean, does it make you sit there and go, well, I mean, when you look back at it, you are a, a fixture in pop being uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a good, it's a good thing. I wish I could see these things. I hear always hear from people going, I just heard you on Family Guy. I just heard you on the, the mention of The Simpsons. It's like I don't catch these shows. But it's good to hear it from other people, and it's a positive. When I hear that they're, it's a positive. It makes well, I tweeted you because Mike Wilbon on, and I love part of the eruption. That was a, I tweeted you that it was a positive. It was a positive thing. Oh yeah, you never did tell well, me what that they was just, about. They, just, they were talking about there's some basketball player named Cato uh, or some or or no some guy 
some basketball player kicks someone, and Tony Kornheiser goes, was it Cato? Cato? And Wilbon goes, not Cato, Kalen. And it was just oh, yeah, know, a kick, but, like a Cato kick. Yeah, because, but now, now that's how you you were nicknamed because... Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee was the, my nickname. Uh, Brian Cato Kalen, but uh, was named because of uh, huge brothers and family of Bruce Lee of the Green Hornet. Now, were you know any martial arts? Did you, did you I done? took martial arts for a little bit. Are you any good? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, when I was taking them, I was good, but not anymore. I mean, I'm, if someone wants to fight, I'll defend myself, but sure, I'm not. <laughs> Do you know, have you ever, have any, has someone ever tried to start fights with you just because yeah, you're Kato? And then I hate people like that. Like, yeah, they'll, they'll be looking times. at you going, looking, hey, yeah. That guy, that guy's a dick. Well, you don't know that guy. Uh, yeah, it's like no, you don't. That's what I hate when people sit there. All the time. Like when they have athletes, they go, "That guy sucks." And it's always cowboy fans. Cowboy fans when they sit there and they always talk crap. And I go, as an Eagles fan, I go, "We just beat you. You how many titles have you won?" I'm like, "Yeah, well, guess what? That was 20 years ago. And 20 years ago, you were thin and not dating a fat pig that you are now." It disgusts me how people are like that. They just they get this. Who image. said that? you said that to them? I mean, that's yeah. what I'm saying to these cowboy fans. <laughs> that sounds like fighting words to me. No, you call his girlfriend a fat no, pig. I mean, the best thing, but they always look in the past. And they always they always get this like you know I mean you're a Packer yeah. fan and Packer fans I'll tell you one thing I've never had a problem with Packer fans they're nice I mean yeah. Eagles fans you know they're they get a bad rap but Eagles fans like Packers fans you know and the thing is though it's those damn Cowboys I just I hate yeah. that well Eagle fans like Packer fans because you guys have come back and killed us a few times yeah, so but you guys still Super Bowl race we yeah <laughs> but but uh, yeah getting back to uh, what we were just talking about the people uh, trying to get a fight with you yeah yeah they, it's, people just want to do that and especially if there's alcohol involved uh, it's it's a it's a uh, igniter for people wanting to fight. What do they say to you? Well, it's not you. I when you're a person that's talked about a lot, you kind of can hear at bars. I go, my friend, they go talking about right now. My friend goes, quit being so cocky. I go, trust <laughs> me, I know this is going on. Sure enough, they'll they'll say this, and he'll say, uh, uh, basically, it comes around with. I never hit on another guy's girl, nothing like that. But the girl comes up to me to say hi and all that. I'll say hi, obviously. When someone sticks out their hand to shake their hand, you shake their hand. So, uh, and then that caused them to be like, that guy's such a dick. He just, uh, he's hitting on my girl. It's like, no, I'm not. Has it happened lately? Yeah. I just got into, uh, uh, I was in Scottsdale and someone came up to me and just called me a name and because these girls were coming up for, uh, for pictures and all that. Like, I don't want a picture of that fucking loser. Right. And it's like, oh, you know, it, and it really affects me. It's like, well, cause I didn't ask someone... them to come up to me and it's like, oh man, this hurts my feelings, but whatever. And the thing is also, you're nice enough to take a picture. A lot of people are like, oh, leave yeah. me alone. Leave me alone. Yeah. Like me, when people come up and they say, hey, can we take a picture? I go, leave me alone because yeah. I don't want I don't want it to be on America's Most Wanted. I don't want, you know, yeah, yeah. they'll find those kids in my basement. I don't want that. <laughs> So, uh, so, so you now your, your show. Now, where can they find your show? You can go. Uh, you actually go to Digidev. D i d g i d e v. It's very hard, but it's like Digital Development Digidev TV or just Digidev. It comes right up. My show will start airing in the end of June. Now, you say you write, and, and Charlie's come up in July called Cyber Sheen. Okay. Now, you say you um, you write your own monologue and your yeah. jokes. What is your process for doing that? Do you go through the paper? Because if you're recording in advance, like for me, I can't. Prom- like I'm tonight. We're recording Tuesday. I'm headlining yeah. a show in in uh, Silmar, but I can't promote that because they'll be here tomorrow how do you how do you what is your writing process i've got a, a stack stacks of books from from grade school notebooks i used to keep pads next to my bed from 1980 okay 1980 on and anything that i have i go through as often as i can and it's so f- outdated but you can redate everything and that's how the process works and obviously I, I try to write something on twitter or someone else says it's not it's not uh, if someone has a great thought on twitter you got to take it and change it completely. Right. And, you know, there's, it's, it's very, they don't understand, a lot of people at work, how hard the process of sitting down and to try to go, oh, my God, i got to think of what, how do I make this better? It takes forever. 
but the ideas come basically when I'm working out. Now, how many jokes? How many jokes you do in your monologue? Would you say is there is there an amount I, that you, you sit there and go, I want I, this many jokes? Or well, I'll give you an example. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, sure. I love how it. about an example uh, while we're doing this thing. Keep talking because I'm looking for it. Oh, it's fine. No, I'm just saying because people don't understand. It's like when you see someone do a monologue, if there's eight gems, there's usually 40 well, gems before that. Yeah, well, basically my show always starts with uh, Welcome to People, Welcome to Cato's Corner, where our motto for over 34 years has been Real Beauties on the Inside. At least that's what all the ugly people say. Anyways, our show has been voted by you, the number one guilty pleasure show on TV. As you know, guilty is a word they use in court, a place I never hope to see again. Okay. Next time I see a judge, it better be at a white t-shirt contest. And I rarely bring up court stuff, but that's just for this monologue. Uh, we are still the only show on national television that has a closed captioning person that doesn't know how to type or spell. And she writes in F you, but in a different way. You got to see it. Uh, as always, our show survives on tips from you, so please give generously with whatever you have in your pants. Don't let us down, but more importantly, don't let your pants down. Today's show is in color. That's a so bit. it's fun. It's, it's tongue in cheek. It's all tongue in cheek. It's all very, very much uh, gong showish. Very much clean. There's no I rarely get into dirty words or anything now you wrote all that yeah that's good stuff i like it yeah it's monday it's uh today's monday of course the uh, i've always said the first five dates of the weekend are the hardest i woke up grouchy this morning but sometimes i let her sleep in you know folks okay let me go like that it's anyways you see where it's going now you said okay that's so see that's good though. that's fun and, and you have the personality you can sell if i do it they go uh, shut up you know i look like the, the six flags guy <laughs> like, we don't want to hear your bad jokes but okay so now you said earlier about the playboy mansion now you said you've been there a lot. Like how many times would you say? Like most people, well, we've never we wanted, well, we've driven by it. Well, I'm, friend, you, I'm friends I have. Okay. So uh, being a friend I have is just uh, I don't look at it so much more as going as uh, to. It's, I feel like I'm going. Hey, uh, Coop called. You want to go to his house? It's, I see it like that. Oh yeah, I'll pop in. So I, I I see it more like that unless it's a huge event where he has his. Uh, the next big party is the Fourth of July. Okay. If I'm in town, I'll go. It's fun, and uh, he puts in a great fireworks show. Does he? So, yeah, it's fun. And then he's got the Midsummer Nights, which is, uh, you know, the in August, the biggest one of the year. And, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. He's married now. Who knows what's going to happen? How did you, how did you uh, cultivate it? I mean, you met him, but how did you cultivate a friendship with him through the years? Cause uh, th- what happened was that he called. I had a publicist at the time. He wanted to meet. Met, hit it off, and friends ever since never been off the list that's so like 20 years ago almost what's amazing about happens and a lot of people don't know this and i saw an amazing documentary about him and just how the guy has such a eye for detail they say like during all the magazines like people will miss a certain flaw but half will find it and how he was such a a groundbreaker back when he had his show in (laughs) chicago like that girl has an extra nipple yeah exactly no (laughs) i can do that no but they say like people would sit there and they'd mix one thing and what a lot of people don't know is like some people call him sexist but it's like he gave glorious stuff he he did he's done so much for the rights of women yeah i saw that i saw the documentary it's amazing yeah it is amazing that uh he's a smart guy let's face it he changed uh at the time he changed everything sex with sexuality sort of like the larry flint you know like Flint going through the court, getting shot, and then there's half with the magazine. And now look at it; everything is kind of it's tough to make everything survive because of internet. What do you think of the internet? I mean, do you surf it a lot? Or I mean, and I see you tweet every once in a while. You know, I mean, I know because you're you have people know you, so it's a lot of be. Sometimes you have to watch what you say. Like I have a friend who's on a Disney show who really can't tweet because his followers are mostly kids who are like 15 he's like Coop I'm, don't I'm, send me anything that says hey Gino good night you have fun last night don't you can't send me that stuff because my you know I work for Disney I can't sit there and have people right sitting. I don't know how the uh, 
it's so funny that Facebook, uh, when it first came out, within a month or so, I hit the maximum. On Twitter, I can't get verified, and I was just in People Magazine. And People Magazine said, who follows who on Twitter? And it has Joan Rivers follows Cato Kalin. It, it's amazing. So I, I posted that on my Twitter going, Twitter, how about uh, verifying me now? And it's really weird that I don't even know how to go about getting verified for Twitter. That's weird you can't get verified because I was sitting there. I always look for just different people for different guests. And I don't know. How, how do you do it? I, I don't know. I mean, things you think you would be because I, there was an actress and uh, she was, she's the woman who won the uh, Oscar for The Fighter. I forget her name. But she is on there. And I always see if people post something. I'm like, oh, I'll send them a tweet to see if they'll be on my show. And she's verified, but she only has 90 followers. So I'm like, wait, how are you verifying someone? Because it's not like people are trying to knock her off when they have more followers. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I, well, I'm, a, I'm a year almost to the day on Twitter. And I never did for the first few months. I never even did the Twitter. They only did because of my other show, Tailgate Show, they said, get on Twitter. I said, no, I don't want to do Twitter. Because I don't rarely go on Facebook. So then I started going, okay, they go, social media, you got to do it. So I said, okay, I'll do it. And now I'm on the Instagram. I'm on the uh, feed. I'm on, I'm on everything. Now, what is, I don't have Instagram. Is Instagram just pictures? Is that what it is? Yeah, Instagram's pictures. But now the big thing is Vine, where you can run a six-second sec, six video. It's called it's part, Vine? Vine. It's huge. God, huge. I'm Huge. And it. you do, Vine is that you'll see a lot of people. It's, it's part of Twitter. Genius idea. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be huge. It is huge. Now, are you Vining? Uh, yeah. I'm Vine. Well, I got a new phone, so I got to redo my Vine, and I haven't Vine since the new phone. What's your What's your Twitter account? Uh, the name? Yeah, at Cato underscore Kalen K A E L I N. So many people think my name's Caitlin. It's Kalen K A E L I N. Cato underscore Kalen. I, I I know it's K A E. That's funny. Now, why did you go to the underscore? Is, is there another Kalen out there? Yeah, there's six, there's six. I think Cato Kalen's out there. There's one that really screwed me up, called the real Cato Kalen, and that's the, one of the main reasons I never got on Twitter. Because I said, oh, this guy's got the real Cato Kalen. And people, they, I can't believe it. They think it's me. You could say anything about, be, be really negative and go, I hate that Cato Kalen. Because it says the real Cato Kalen. And I would, I started believing it was me. <laughs> so I had to get on and go, uh, this is me. That's why I want to be verified. Yeah, does that, that, that's got to irritate you a little bit. That someone is sitting there and they're basically, they're being an imposter. I mean, let's get real. Yeah. It's, it's not like they're sitting there going, you know, this, I mean, does that bother you personally? I'm yeah, there, why would depends. someone do that? I don't follow the person. I don't know what he's writing. I saw in the beginning of what he's writing, so I, I never got on Twitter. And now I, now I think people know that since I've been in the People magazine and other shows, they ask me for my Twitter like you're, like you're doing. So I think more people, are they get it. That the real Cato Kalen is not really Cato right. Kalen. That would, just, that would irritate me. That would just because it's like, I mean, I get irritated because coopertalk.com is actually a, a park in Wisconsin somewhere and it's coopertalk.org. So I have to go coopertalk.net and I'm like, you guys haven't changed your website for like three years. And I, oh, I I'm like, that. it's crazy. So uh, now you're on CNN. I think it was with AJ Benza. AJ Hammer. AJ Hammer. Who's AJ Hammer? AJ Hammer is the host of Showbiz Tonight. AJ yep. Benza is the guy from E, the Crimes and Mysteries, or whatever. <laughs> you, you know AJ Benza? Have yeah, yeah. Him? AJ used to live in Burbank too. Really? Yeah, we did a Fox show. <laughs> Fox, the <laughs> reality, Fox reality. We did the uh, Give Me My Reality Show. We competed against uh, uh, AJ, and AJ was one, the nicest guy in the world. He got booted off. He did something I forgot, ridiculous, and he said, "You know what? I want to leave the show. I'm sick of it." And you know what? If you guys don't give this show the winner, Cato Kalin, you guys are crazy because this motherfucker. And he just said this thing. He went out. He goes, "Is the funniest guy. He works the hardest." Da, da, da. And I was like, "He did this on his own. He just starts saying this." And I was like, "Oh my god, this is the, this is great TV." And it did make it on the show, but he went on and on and said why he's leaving the show. And then he just went on to say, 
this is the guy that deserves to have his own TV show. It was brilliant. If I could have that tape of him, because he was, he was not kissing my butt. He was being passionate about how he really felt because we did the show for a few months and got to know each other, and we were competing against each other, but we had offices in Burbank at a production place, and I would be myself walking in just having an absolute ball with everybody. It's a shame that it was a competition against everybody because I became friends with everyone. Who were some of the other people? Uh, Tracy Bingham from Baywatch. Um, it was... Oh, man, it's so funny. I'm forgetting the... Uh, that's age. That's so funny, uh, though. AJ was one of them. Um, the winner was Gretchen Bonaducci. Danny's wife. Yeah. At that time. And, uh, God, it was... I, you know what? I've got to sit down and think I'm on the spot here. But myself, there are about six others. Okay, now, through the years since you've been in LA, what are some of the weirdest projects you've been involved with that you sit there and go, either one, go, wow, that was awesome, I wish it got picked up, or wow, what the hell is I thinking? Well, I'll tell you what's going on right now that I think is the most interesting show, and if it gets picked up, great. I really think it's a show. It's called The Weird, Bizarre, Psychotic Show. It is the new Alfred Hitchcock, Twilight Zone, and Tales of the Crypt. I'm the host, and it's like I'm Rod Serling, but I'm Cato, and I, I drive this 1957 Cadillac beat up with all the milk cartons while I just drive around the country finding the weird, bizarre, psychotic shows. And we did the pilot, and it's all true stories of how the world is now. Of uh, One of the stories is the uh, vampire of Sacramento. He would suck and kill and just drink the blood and keep it in his fridge. These are true. These true, are true these things. Are true stories. It's sort of, you know, how the real, real detective shows and all that. Right. It's sort of like the new zeitgeist of what people want to hear. So we do that. We have uh, the supermodel that ate her boyfriend. Uh, and we do it tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> tongue-in-cheek, I like that. But we do the whole thing uh, of me going into the town and sitting in the cafe, uh, you know, the old uh, sawdust floors, the cafe of this story you're going to really love it's the story of and then we go into the story and talk about it it is so i just shot that we'll see what happens but i really really like it it's great it's weird it sounds and that's the kind of stuff that people love because i mean All the way. I, like for me i'm not linked into horror stuff but something like that i would watch because it's like yeah. wait what someone when you said the vampire I'm like is this real yeah and I, I can't stand i don't understand this whole vampire craze i mean count chocolate yeah. is still not a big seller but yeah, yeah. twilight yeah. sells tons and count chocolate is much better than blueberry yeah i think i don't know if they even make it anymore i don't know i don't, don't, don't. I don't think so what was your favorite cereal growing up and we're talking cereal i think it was back when i could uh, didn't know uh, reading the labels but sugar pop Sugar pops, the corn pop. That's my favorite. Now, do you really follow your regimen? Do you follow your calories? You one hundred percent. Okay. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't read, but I do look at the sugar content, and I look at. You know, I train myself to have a day where I can go off, go crazy, but I, uh, I can only eat so much, so that I'm full. But I love sushi. I love um, oh my ju- my juicing. Um, I guess every so often I love a granola bar. You know what I hate, and this is—I was about almost a year ago. I was diagnosed with congestive heart failure, so I. How do you? How do you? What do you? How do you get diagnosed? What? What was happening to you that you found out? I was so okay. Let's put it this way: people can say there's a difference between tired and exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people don't know what that is. Well, I do. I had mono. So okay. I, so with this. Put mono times 10. I could not get out of bed. I remember Memorial Day is coming up this weekend. I went to my friend's party. Like, you got to come. I couldn't get my le- my ankles were swollen. Then my doctor misdiagnosed me. They said I had a respiratory infection. Yeah. After three times, they give me vitamin B shots. I have a heart problem. I When you have your vitamin B shots, did it help? 
No. Psychologically, no? No. And I did, I drank uh, five out of energy trying to do my show. Couldn't get through. And I went to the hospital. And I had not chest pains, but I had a, uh, I just felt a heaviness. And they thought it may have been, it may have been, pneumonia or whatever so if you go if you're not familiar people when you go to the hospital they have like the emergency room if you say it's something your chest is bothering you they put you right in but then they put you on the fast track it's like i swear it's like it's like like going to disney it's like okay well put them on the fast track so i'm sitting there and and they finally they said we have to admit you but put you in and they said you either have pneumonia or this and i'm like well i'm like what the hell because we're all we all think we're invincible you know what i mean yeah and so turned out I was in hospital for four days. I was very bummed out because I was supposed to fly back to see my girlfriend. I bought tickets to the Phillies game. I'd not been to the new park with two guys I've known, one since I was six, one since I was 17. And I'm like, I can't go. The Kings were in the Stanley Cup, but my I got Hallmark Channel on my TV at, at St. Joseph's, but not the Kings, the NBC Sports Network. So basically when I got home, they said, here's the deal. I'm on medication, but I started off on six. I'm down to three. And one's because I also have AFib, regular heartbeat. But what the whole thing about that is uh, congestive heart failure, you, your fluid builds up. So you have to watch your sodium. So now I'm a very big advocate for not eating sodium. I mean, most people can do 2,400, right. I can do 2,000. But when someone like you that watches your diet, and a lot of people, no one talks about sodium. And that's the thing. That's what's giving people high blood pressure. It's like you see $5 foot long. Oh, it's five, $5 foot long. And then you go, hey, this only has six milligrams of fat. Well, that's a, that's a, not a five, that's a, that's a six inch and, and only six milligrams of fat, which a $5 foot long, which they advertise to be that, would be 12 milligrams. But with the sodium, it comes up to being like you're taking 1,900 milligrams in a sodium and no one watches their sodium and it just, it irritates me. And you being a healthy eater, do you, I mean, you, you know what I mean? Because you're probably in great shape and you're, you, I mean, you're No, but, but I don't know. I, that's a great thing because uh, it's funny. I'm listening to you say this. I was, I've not been sick in so many years. Then I had this thing where I went to do a golf event. It was 30 degrees in Arizona. I came back. I couldn't breathe. And I, I thought I had pneumonia. Okay. It was, it was about three months. I'm still, to this day, not 100%. And you say this consists of heart failure. I was going to say, what are the symptoms? And you're going... You, you would know. You would know. Because I tell you, man, I went to this... I mean, first of all, are your ankles swollen? No. No. I, I swear, I was, I was looking at my ankles. I look like one of those fat Italian ladies. Is it because of the salt? The sodium, yeah, because you're, you're, it's, it's a fact that the sodium, so yeah, you, you feel the swelling and, and sodium just drains, drains out of you. And I mean, I was sat in there, I had to go to my friend's party. I remember I, they lived right up the street, so I drove up, I went in, I took me forever to get out of bed. I mean, I'm, and I was like, what is wrong with me? I don't have a fever. I went to their party, I was just sitting there, you know, and usually I'm a lively guy, and I had one glass, half a glass of white wine, and I went home. And I, I, by the time I got out of my car, before I could get out of the garage and up the steps, I vomited. And I, then I went, something's really wrong with me. And finally, a week later, and I'd flown back and forth. I mean, and I just, it was, it's crazy. And, and so uh, we'll go back talk about something in a second. But I want to, so that congestive heart failure, would, they're telling you at St. Joseph, they're saying, that's how close you are to death from a heart attack? I wasn't close to death. I wasn't close to heart attack, but I had heart damage. And I had to change. I, I mean, I ceased to smoke cigarettes. I gave them up like that. I, gave it, I, I don't have to give up caffeine, but I gave it up. Anything that's going to affect it, I've given up. But it's just amazing how, you know, because you, you're disciplined. You've been juicing for years. You work out. But I drink coffee. But yeah, but you're, but you, but you're fine. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, how much coffee do you drink, though? I have like a cup of, I, morning, have a cup. That's fine. And a half. I love it. Coffee's very good for you. That's the thing. For someone who doesn't have AFib, because my AFib means your heart, I have an irregular heartbeat. So coffee, if it's going to go, Boom, 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 boom. That's not good. But coffee is great for you. It's an amazing, it's an amazing, there's so many antibodies. And I mean, uh, what is it called? Anti, antioxidants. Yeah. And you are good now? 
Oh, yeah, I mean, I still have to take my medicine, and I still, I mean, it's like I, I've changed. I used to be a fanatic. I'd be like, I can only do this much milligrams of salt. Now Which I'm is like, funny because you're not heavy at all. No, and that's the weird thing. And worst thing is that when I was sick, I lost 20 pounds, and I look like, and I look back at all the pictures, and I was like, oh my God, I looked. You know, and of course you get that yeah. thing. What's wrong with you? Do you have AIDS? What's wrong? With you? We thought you were straight, Cooper. Do you shoot heroin? <laughs> no, I sh- I sleep with male prostitutes from Haiti, Haiti who <laughs> shoot heroin. But it was just weird how people talk. Like if you were to so- all of a sudden lose fifteen pounds, and because you're in, in, you are in the celebrity realm, people would be like, you'd see the National Enquirer, Cato Kalin. You know what happened to him? You know that's what's crazy. Oh yeah, I, I don't know if I'm happening with that, but I do f- feel that the. Uh it's a, it's a world of hate with the tabloids and all that. Or not even tabloids. It's, you want to do a story. You want to have something that'll sell. It's a, it's a lot like the Kim Kardashian butt syndrome with the pregnancy. You know, how big she is. She's in every magazine. They are just destroying her with her weight. And it stinks because people get heavy when they're pregnant. Yeah. But yeah. I just think because she, she, really she tried heavy. to dress too, like... She got really heavy, don't you it. think? Yeah. <laughs> now, what, what, was, what was one of the worst tabloid stories ever said about you that just... And could you, can you sue for that or no? Yeah, I guess you could. Um, I don't know. I'm staying. I st- I, Back I re- in the day. I rely, I rely on other people to tell me certain things. Um, like they never said Kato Kalin abducts an alien and flies to France. Like nothing crazy like that. I, I'd like that story. I'd like <laughs> to do something like that. I'd like to go to France. Have you been? No, I've never been to Europe. The Cannes Film Festival. Yeah, I've been there once. I, I loved it. What, how was it Cannes? Did you, was it just, were you astonished because you're in the entertainment I was, field? Well, well Cannes has a, a TV festival same, right after and it was uh, one of the best times of my life because I went with a TV show I was doing. I don't, Coop, do you know I did a show called Eye for an Eye? No, it's funny because I'm legally I, blind in one eye, so that makes sense. I should know it. because. So what's your vision, 20? No. Yeah. But seriously, you can use it. Um, what was Eye for Eye about? Eye for an Eye was a court show where I was the host. And it was, it was such a – we did three seasons. And it was um, a show where the judge would give people revenge on, uh, for instance, one of my favorite shows I, I mentioned a lot, a person was parking handicapped, wasn't handicapped, so the judge got him to agree to have an epidural, and he had to do five th- things with his leg numbed for a uh, handicapped person to do. He couldn't get into his car, he tried to get into a bathtub, and, you know, it was his eye for an eye. That's a great idea. That's a great shot. That's a great idea yeah, for a show. It's still on. I mean, my reruns are on somewhere. But eye for an eye was this show that was probably one of the best times of my life because I, I shot in Dallas, stayed at the best hotel, and these the people of the city embraced you if you're on TV, and they just would go out of their way to do anything. I met a guy who owned a. He said, "What do you drive while you're here?" I go, well, "Nothing. I stay in a hotel." He goes, "Come to my lot. You're having a car while you're here." So I've been staying in in Dallas for six months, off and on. And uh, my car, this guy gave me a brand new car just to drive around. Wow. It was you know, it's good to be seen on a TV thing where you get perks. And I'm not saying it like, oh, I'm using people. People just want to oh, yeah, give. Of course. I think when you, like I mentioned in the beginning of the show, I love paying it forward. And when you pay it forward, it does come back. It really does come back to you. Now, you went to camp for the show? Oh, oh that's what the story was. Can So the owner of the show flew, us, flew me and him to Can. True story. We went and destroyed the city. We went gambling one night. While we were gambling, um, he, the guy who I'm with... Want, I've never seen this done. He won the entire tray. Really? Of blackjack, of the dealer's money. He won the entire tray. And it was, um, uh, we were thinking, oh my God, are we going to get paid? And uh, while he's uh, getting this, it, was, it wasn't the in the uh, Monte Carlo. It was just another casino. Okay. But it had kind of a seedy feel to it, although it was like people gambling all over, because we never saw a tray run out. And uh, 
we had to go to a window and it was like four or five a.m. and we're not many people there right now. We go to the window. My buddy gets paid, and I, I made some money too. But I've never seen that in my life that he won. He couldn't lose, and he was drinking that night. And we were going, oh my god! He kept doubling, 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 trip. It was one of the greatest <laughs> things of feats of gambling I've seen in my life, and I love that. Are you a gambler? I play a lot of poker. Okay. I play a lot of. Um, when I say a lot, I mean I go once a week. I have a, a game I go to. Well, who's in that game? I bet there's some big names. No, it's it's a few radio people. Okay. And um, but it's a game that if I can go to, I will do like a little radio gig and then go and we'll play. Um, I've missed the last two weeks because of work, but I'll, I'll go back in. It gets to be pretty big game. Can, and are you good? Yeah, I'm okay. I mean, I know how to play, and I know the odds of certain things that are going to happen. And uh, I know this weekend coming up is the World uh, Series of Poker. The World Poker Tour has its uh, the TV show with Vince Van Patten, who's a friend, is hosting up in Vegas. And I'm very good friends with the Van Patten family, so uh, that's where a lot of the game, we used to have a game with the Van Pattens. Okay. One of the most fun games, and a lot of people would show up. Now, who is Salami? Was that Timothy Van Patten, who's a director now? Oh, Salami uh, Timothy, the Shadow. Timothy is, uh, yeah, Tim Van Patten is Dick Van Patten's brother. It's kind of unusual because he's a lot younger. Wow, I didn't People know, that. know that. He directed uh, The Sopranos, and now he directs Boardwalk Empire. Um, huge director. He's on the East Coast. So that uh, Dick, I just read his book. He's got a book out called Eight Isn't Enough. Okay. And it's his whole biography of certain things that are going on because they were on my show, so I know all the knowledge of uh, the Van Patten family. So uh, the, the horse track is just huge, and you can go. People can go. I, I mentioned this. If you ever want to see Dick Van Patten and Mel Brooks, just go to Hollywood Park. Really? Big in the horse track. Huge. It's a lot of fun, though. I've been there quite a few times. I love that. It's not so much I love gambling. I just love energy. And it's, and it's the atmosphere. There's so much people watching. It's just amazing. It's amazing. And that's Vegas is to me, too. Vegas is this place you go. Every hotel is its own city. You don't really get out of your hotel a lot. I mean, I'm not a guy who goes to the clubs. I love just going to uh, certain tables. I play a lot of the stupid games when I'm in Vegas, like the Let It Rides, three-card poker, the stupid odds. But I enjoy it. I go in there with a feeling of I'm probably not going to win, but I'm going to have an absolute ball. And that's well, cool. what I do. we got to wrap up soon. I was going to say, if, if someone, would you ever think of writing a memoir? Would you yeah, ever, would 100% you? at one point. Now, but I want to have it where it's success. Like the show, if the uh, Cato Kalen show, Cato's Corner, takes off, I think that prompts you to do something else. Like, look at this guy. I overcame certain things. People hated him, but now, boom. What's your goal for Cato? Do you take Cato's Corner at one day at a time, or do you, are you sitting there going, I want this to be natural, or do you say, I just want to make the best product I can every day I go in the studio? I mean, do you go in and kick but, a home run, kick ass every day when you go in there? You know, I've got, like I said, I, we have Charlie Sheen involved with it. Charlie Sheen from Wall Street. Charlie Sheen from Platoon. Charlie Sheen of Excellence. I try to make it the best because if he sees it and goes, this is freaking great, then I know I've, I've hit a home run. And that's what it's about. I, I, this show can only make other things happen, and it's a great job I have there. I, I'm a huge part of the company, and if people really are listening, just go to DigiDev, check it out, D-I-D, G, Digit Dev. D-D-I-G-I, wait, Digit, D-I-G-I-D-E-V, I bet. I'm going to tell you because that's important. D- D- yeah. D-I-G-I-D-E-V. Yeah. Digidev. D-I-D-G-E-D-E-V. Right. Digidev. Digidev. Just check it out. It'll come up on your Google. It'll pop right up. And so and now with your your old shows, the uh, Kato's Tailgate, can you find that on YouTube or anything? Or where can they find that? I think so on YouTube. I don't know. I, I it's, it's, it's a fun show. But watch this show now because it's new, it's fresh, and it's ready to go. And when's that hit? Uh, end of June. Okay. End of June of 2013. And so if you replay this... 
Next we'll year. know how it did. And now you're on Hollywood. Uh, you're on CNN. What is it with AJ Hammer? Uh, yeah, CNN will be. A, I just do. A, I'm gonna sit down with AJ Hammer again. It's a Showbiz Tonight. It's the number one show on. And when, CNN. Is, when is that on? Again? HLN Headline News CNN. It's a okay. brother sister show. Well, I want to. I want to thank you, Cato. Yes. Thank you for coming back on. Give coop, your info. Coop 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 coop. Give your coop. info real quick. Oh, Cato. my info. Please, everybody, follow me on Twitter. It's at Cato at Cato K A T O underscore. Kalen, K-A-E-L-I-N. Check out uh, Kato's Corner on Digidev, D-I-D. Yes, but well, I'll... D-I-G-I-D. That's it. D-I-G-I-D-E-V. Yes. Yeah, you said it right. I want to thank you, Kato. People, also, follow me on Twitter, at Cooper Talk. Also, find past episodes, coopertalk.net. Hey, Cooper. Email me, what? CooperIndy100.com. I, I know, I had that card. I was D- right. D-I-G-I-D-E-V.com. I I Thank you so much for coming in, Cato. I, 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 I got a cancellation. Cato was supposed to come on in a few weeks, but he came in today. Watch his show. Follow him on Twitter. Follow me. I'm Steve Cooper. I'm only as hip as my guests. You have a great Memorial Weekend, and don't drink and drive, and I am out of here.